Thanksgiving Eve, we are right here and ready for you on the pre-snap wagering show. We've got extra games on Thursday. We got extra side dishes, and that side dish is going to be winning. It's money. That's right. The pre-snap wagering show starts right now. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast weekly wagering show brought to you by LineStar, the top rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, Joe Pizzapia and Mike Randall. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to the pre-snap pick show right here on the lines our app it's me and it's mike randall and we are right here on thanksgiving we are so close and ready for those holiday games two of the three at least should be interesting one of them ugh, it's getting uglier and uglier and mike randall i don't understand why every year i have to suffer through lions football i don't care about this tradition it's stupid i'm over it i get a day off theoretically anyway where i got standalone football games every year i gotta watch the freaking lions play mike randall can't we just stop this if you close your eyes bo scarborough can be barry sanders if you envision those games and that's the only reason i used to love it barry would start us off right spinning breaking tackles doing all that stuff so even if we had a deal with scott mitchell a quarterback or all that fun (laughs) stuff you could always rely on barry but if you close your eyes joe bo scarborough can be barry sanders No, I, I, I'd have to go blind for Bo Scarborough to look anything like Barry Sanders. The great thing about every Barry Sanders highlight is all of them basically start five yards in the backfield with him breaking a tackle because the offensive line is so damn bad. <laughs> so yeah, they all so true. There it is. It, you want to see a Barry Sanders highlight? It starts in the backfield about three yards behind the quarterback where he's trying to escape because the offensive line is just absolute trash. But that was the magic of Barry. And uh, are you a pie guy, Mike Randall? Are you excited? Because this is like pie season here. Yeah, I, I I love pie. I love stuffing. I'm all about Thanksgiving. Of course, it's a great holiday for the family, but I, I love the uniqueness. Yes, give me all the pie I can, apple, pecan, whatever you want, the whole bit, pumpkin, I'm in. A lot of pie. I don't, I don't get the – I saw a thing this morning that pumpkin is the most – um, I, I guess popular Thanksgiving pie. That shocks me. I would have thought for sure it was apple pie. Uh, but it's it's pumpkin and then apple and then pecan, which I actually like the pecan. I'm with you. The yes, pecan and then the chocolate yes. pecan. Oh, yeah. Ooh, baby. Let's yep. get oh, Give me some of that. I don't do that whole fruit. Like apple, I draw the line of the apple. That's it. Good apple pie. I'm good. I'm down with that. After that, when you get into the cherry pies and the blueberries and all the and the rhubarb no no just get away with that give me the one that yeah the one that i hate is is i'm not a cheesecake guy man me neither cheese and cheese spots cheetos cheese you know macaroni and cheese cheese on hamburgers on everything right not Not in my case yeah i agree with you it's gross and it's like a a billion calories and if i'm gonna eat myself into oblivion i want to enjoy it I'm with you, bro. I don't get, look at us. You and I are going to go hang out. We're going to go to the cheesecake factory together and we're going to order chocolate cake. Exactly. That's exactly right. (laughs) Two whiskeys, bartender, and two (laughs) giant things of chocolate cake. All right. uh, Let's get after it. Let's start with that Bears Lions game. And uh, look, it's it's looking more and more like Driscoll's not going to play. And if that's the case, it's down to, it's on to bow. And I don't know how I feel about that. So there's three and a half to me looks real comfortable for the bears. I mean, maybe I'm crazy here, but 
I don't know, man. I just, I can't get around this. I, I can't, I, I thought a couple days ago, I was like, maybe that Lions game, maybe that's the upset there. Cause the bears aren't very good, but now if the quarterbacks, you know, the second string quarterbacks that good, we're down to the third string. I'm a little worried. I think the 37 and a half and the under sounds good to me. Sign me up for that. This could be like a 21, three kind of game or something like that. And to me, it's the bears. It's easy. And I don't want to overthink it. Am I missing something here, Mike? No, you're not. Since 2003 per bet labs, the favorites on Thanksgiving are 30 and 11. So number one, I'm always going to lean favorites. Number two, you're exactly right. Lions are decimated. So in this case, I go with the most reliable unit. I've talked about that all year, which is the Bears defense. I know Trubisky. I know all that stuff. But the Bears can get a turnover. I'm not banking on Bow. Enough of that garbage. I will take the Bears. I'll give the points. And I agree with the under. I mean, look, last week, Bears-Giants. Bears are home against a terrible Giants team. They should be able to move the ball. And what was that, 35 points, I think, something like that? So I'll take the under here as well. It's dropping. It started at 39. It's dropped down a little bit, which means people are – Vegas get nervous. They're lowering the line. So I'm with you. going to give the points with the Bears because of the defense, and I'll take the under as well. All right. Uh, so on to Buffalo and Dallas. I think Dallas gets right in this game. I know everyone's on this narrative. They haven't been the team of the winning record. Look, and then they got beat by the Patriots. Yes, have, the, have the Bills? Who are the Bills beat? Right, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mike Randall. And I like the Bills. Don't get me wrong. Dak Prescott's leading the league in passing. passing. There was no way he was going to go into England, even without the weather, and be brilliant. So let's get over this. This is, to me, it's going to be a fun game. I like this game. This is the one game where I actually think you're getting a really fun contest here where both teams are going to be at it. I think the Cowboys actually feel pretty good to me at the six and a half. I think there's too many weapons. I think you're going to get a ton of Randall Cobb underneath. They're going to double team Cooper. It's going to be a lot of Cobb, a lot of Ezekiel Elliott pass catching, catching passes, excuse me. And uh, to me, I'm with the Cowboys on this one. I know it's boring to take the favorites, but Mike, I feel like this is another favorite. I mentioned about the favorites on Thanksgiving. The line's high. I I agree with you. I think it's a little high for me. I like Dallas big. I will give the points with Dallas. If you're not comfortable, folks, what you could do is tease this game. Tease this game with the one we'll talk about in a minute. Take the six points, chop it off the line, make it Dallas minus one. I feel a lot more comfortable with that. But I think Ezekiel Elliott gets going. And listen, I like the Bills. I think McDermott's done an outstanding job. I just don't think the talent's there. I mean, they beat the Broncos last week at home, and that actually raised their strength of schedule. Their victory percentage against the teams this year has been raised by beating the Broncos, who have three wins at home. So they really haven't beaten many teams. I do like the secondary, but I think Zeke has a good game, particularly catching balls out of the backfield. Dallas is home, always plays well on Thanksgiving. I will give the points. I like to tease it even more, though but I'll give the points. And then the over-under, what do you think about that? That one I'm not sure about. I'm going to go over. <clears throat> I think Buffalo is going to be scrappy in this because Buffalo is. John Brown, I think I think last week you saw how to stop the Bills a little bit. You double-team John Brown, and you make them beat you with Beasley and everything else. I think Singletary is going to do a lot. <clears throat> I think the Bills can stay in this game, and then eventually I think the Cowboys pull away in the end, and they pull away by 10. That's just me, and I think if that happens, you're looking at this game going over. I really, I actually think... And I'm not big on those short weeks with the overs, but I think this is an over game for me too because I, I believe in Josh Allen's ability to make plays, and I believe in Dak Prescott and this Cowboys team bouncing back after last week. I'm not, I'm not the woe is me Cowboys. Forget it. Look, they're still the best team in this division, and maybe that says more about the division than it says about the Cowboys. But I'll take the 46 and a half. I'll go the over. Yeah, this one is a stay away from me. I would track it, though, because if it keeps going up, it opens at 45. It's at, four, like I said, 46 and a half. If this gets up to 47, 47 and a half, I may start banging the under then. But for that right now, That makes sense. That's away. fair. Yeah. That is a very fair assessment. Now, 
if it goes up to 47 or more next week, uh, I mean, uh, tomorrow, next week, what am I doing? This is what happens when you've done like 12 shows in three days. Because <laughs> you and don't want to talk about Lions Bears. You don't want to talk I'm about Lions I just don't want to talk about it. But this is what happens. Just start melding all together in your brain. All right. Saints at Falcons. Now, I would say this was a trap game, potentially, if not for the fact the Falcons went in there and spanked the Saints a couple weeks ago. It's not going to be the case. The Saints open up the Cannibal Pass. Six and a half, sure. Julio's not 100%. Falcons will be close a little bit. They'll maybe even get some garbage time points. Uh, but I think the Saints win this game handily by more than a touchdown. I'm not worried at all about this one. Falcons defense, that was a mirage. I thought it might be a thing. I didn't think it was after the first week. After the second week, I was buying in. After last week, I'm out again. My question to you is how do you feel about the 48 and a half? Can Atlanta keep up its end of the bargain in this one? My only concern with the Saints, and listen, like I said, I would tease it because you could tease the Cowboys down to minus one. You could tease the Saints down to minus one, right? And I know they say with teasers, be careful, but that's the play I like here. My concern, I agree with you. Saints are going to be fired up. Lattimore may play. Julio Jones is banged up. I agree with all that. But the Saints offensive line is in a little bit of trouble right now. No left tackle Armstead, no left guard. They may move the right guard over to left guard. So the Falcons have actually been pretty decent against the run. You can pass all over them. Michael Thomas is going to have 15 catches in this game yet again. But I, 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 it's a little high for me. I, it's on the road. I do think the Saints are going to win. I'm just a little concerned about it. The play that I absolutely like here, Joe, is the under. Right now, about 72, 75% of the money is on the over, and Vegas has dropped the line. Late in the season, when you're looking at divisional games where these teams are prepared against each other all year, and you're dealing with the Saints defense, which is going to be ready to go after they got shredded by Atlanta, and an Atlanta defense is actually pretty decent against the run, and a Saints offensive line that's compromised, and the Falcons who couldn't move the ball last week against Tampa Bay, the play to me is the under here. Keep it low scoring. I think the Saints find a way to win, but it is a rivalry game. It is a divisional game, and everyone's hammering the over, and Vegas is dropping the line. All right, so give me the Thanksgiving Day parlay. Go ahead. Go for it. Come on. Oh, uh, gosh, the parlay. Well, come on, Thanksgiving I, Day parlay, because everyone's sitting there. They're bored. They're waiting for their food to come out. They're going to go know, wager on this game when they shouldn't. So I'm saying it. Pardon, I'm saying it right now. I, I Forget the parlay. I like the teaser. I'm telling okay, you. Tease yeah. Dallas, tease Dallas, and tease New Orleans. Minus six on both. I don't think Atlanta sweeps the Saints, and I don't think Buffalo comes in and beats Dallas, especially after Jerry Jones called everyone out. So to me, the play is a tease on both. Yeah. All right. Let's move on here and continue on through the rest of week 13 uh, <clears throat> because, of course, Thanksgiving has its own little deal there. So let's move on, and let's start with this barn burner. Steelers at home against the Browns. Uh, and I don't think the Steelers are going to get as shellacked as they did last time against Cleveland at home. I think they'll have more respect for themselves, but I don't know, man, Cleveland's one and a half. I just feel like Cleveland's got a lot of weapons here. I don't know. I just don't think the Steelers offense can do much. I know Hodges is the quarterback. Now that was a wing and a prayer. They, they took out Rudolph. They got a touchdown out of it. That's great. I know Juju's back, but I don't think that means much to me anymore. I don't know how I feel about Benny Snell at this point. I just, I struggle to see how they are going to score enough points to win this football game. So I'll take the Browns on this side. You know, it's weird. Is it open at Pittsburgh minus three? And then, of course, everyone <laughs> hammered Cleveland now. I'm going to go with Cleveland still. I think they're hot. It's Hodges. I'm not buying that. They're in disarray. Benny Snell, no thank you. Um, I, I know no Miles Garrett. I understand that. But the passing defense is pretty good. Looks like it'll be a close, low-scoring game for all the reasons I outlined with Atlanta and New Orleans. But I'm with you. I'm going to stay with Cleveland here. They have things right. And, I mean, Pittsburgh's got to slow down. Jarvis Landry, who's been on fire, by the way, and Odell Beckham. And Joku's back. I just think it's too many weapons. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. The number's 39 and a half. Uh, I kind I mean, I just feel like it's under. I mean, do we really think that Pittsburgh can score more than 13 points in this game? No, no. And I think the Pittsburgh defense shows up and it's, you know, black and blue. That's and all the that only stuff. problem yeah. is like, does Pittsburgh defense get a touchdown? If so, that throws a wrench in there, but I'm going to go now. I'm just going to. I'm with you. I will agree. Make up Fitzpatrick's and have yet another touchdown. So yes, I will go. <laughs> I will go all right. This next one, give me Green Bay. Look, it's a lot of favorite this week. I don't care. Uh, I'm sorry. Green Bay is going to bounce back after last week. The Giants pass rush is not the San Francisco 49ers pass rush. It's not the Charger pass rush. Ain't going to happen. Last year, this game was a high-scoring game as well. Uh, Aaron Jones will bounce back. He'll have one or two scores. I like the Packers in the six and a half. I think they cover easily here in this one. The 45, I actually like the 45 and a half on the over too because I think Daniel Jones will, you know, Daniel Jones a bit. He'll throw some balls to Darius Slayton. They'll figure it out, and they'll keep this one at least respectable. But I think the Packers are going to put a hurting on that Giants defense. What do you think, Mike? Check and check. I agree on both. I think Green Bay bounces back. I think Devontae Adams has a fantastic game if you're interested in DFS. Yeah, oh, they and, have nobody to cover him on that team. That is no, going to be a – Janoris Jenkins on him is a disaster. 18 targets, something like that. And I like the over as well. Giants aren't going to be able to stop them. And listen, Green Bay doesn't have a great run defense, so maybe Barkley gets right here, actually scores a touchdown. Uh, That's me needing that in fantasy, by the way. I'm sorry I'm throwing that in. But yeah, I agree. Check and check. Packers in the over. What a sad year for Barkley. You know, it's funny. Turns out if he got rid of Barkley when the injury happened, it was probably the right call. You know, if he got at least a decent haul. Or he can just sit there and pick Barkley over Christian McCaffrey like I did. That was a brilliant move. That's yeah. Well, you're not the only one. A lot of people did. That's uh, you can't beat yourself up over that. Coming into this year, there was a lot of reasons to like Barkley, just as many as there were to like McCaffrey, and be a little worried about the workload of McCaffrey last year too. But clearly, uh, you know, I just I just hope McCaffrey or Lamar Jackson does not end up on the cover of Madden next year. That's all I know. That's all I know. That's true. Please, please keep them off the Madden cover. Both those guys. Can't we just put like Andy Dalton on the Madden cover? We just do that and just not hurt anybody. He's back, baby. Red Rock back this week. Speaking of Andy Dalton, let's get after it. The Jets, three and a half point road favorites here after beating up at home, being home underdogs against the Oakland Raiders. My goodness, what a difference a week makes. Now they are three and a half point favorites on the road. And look, Andy Dalton didn't win any games either. All right, so just because Andy Dalton's back, I don't see how this changes. The one good thing the Bengals have been doing lately is getting Joe Mixon the football. The one good thing on defense the Jets do is actually stop the run. So I like the Jets in this one. Again, another favorite, but I think they can win this game by more than three and a half. I really do. I just think the Bengals defense is just so bad. I don't see how they're going to stop the Jets from scoring and a ton of Le'Veon Bell in this game. So give me the Jets. I know it sounds weird, but all these favorites, I just feel like this is a week where it just, I don't know. I can't make a case for the Bengals. Can you? I went back to the beginning of the year and JETS last week for my upset special. Very happy about that. But every week, partner, three to four teams at a minimum have pulled the upset. So there hasn't been a week where all the favorites have won. I'm really struggling like you to find upsets. So I'm going to go with the Bengals here. Dalton returns to the offense. I don't know if I trust the Jets on the road yet. Remember, they went to Miami. Okay. So Dalton's back. The Jets do stop the run. But, you know, the Bengals defense is not terrible at home. 
Sam Darnold could make a couple mistakes. I just think the three and a half is a little much for me. So I will take the Bengals and the points simply because I don't trust the Jets on the road. Like the Jets have gotten right, but we talked about this last week with the Raiders. The step to becoming a great team means you have to punish the teams that you're supposed to beat. I didn't think the Raiders were at that point, and I certainly don't think the Jets are. And I think eventually Cincinnati's going to win. Here comes Dalton back in. Tyler Boyd got right. I don't know. I, it's the Jets on the road. I'm going to take the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, 41 and a half is the number. Where do you feel about this one? I don't, I don't, I don't get a good yeah, feeling. Stay away. I, I can't. Yeah. I'm, if, I'm pick, if we're picking over, if you're going to bet folks an over under for Bengals jets, then I, I think you need some help. I mean, I think there's just other choices on the slate that yeah, are better. Yeah. You, you have a problem. You need to call an 800 number if you have that one. All right. The Oakland Raiders are going to travel to Kansas city and uh, they are nine and a half point underdogs in this game. <clears throat> and I'd love to say the chiefs can put somebody away. Andy Reid has a really good record coming off the bye. We all know that's like the best in the league. So I guess this one is easy. I guess this is a Chiefs blowout. I hate the Chiefs defense. It gives me pause. But I don't know, man. I mean, Renfro's banged up. I just feel like the Raiders were looking ahead last week, and they got smoked for looking ahead on the schedule. And now they're going to get the Chiefs, and I don't think they're going to be ready for them. So I'll take the Chiefs there. I think they cover. I know it's a huge number, but I just I think the Chiefs are going to blow out the Raiders. I think the Chiefs are going to blow out the Raiders also. If this game was in Oakland, I could make an argument, but the Chiefs' pass defense has actually been fantastic this year. So it's going to be the run defense. Josh Jacobs has been okay. He's not really involved in the passing game. And I, like you said, Andy Reid off a bye, Patrick Mahomes. Remember the game against Oakland? He's firing it to Demarcus Robinson down the sideline. Totally agree. I think there's a big – I can't make a DFS lineup without Patrick Mahomes in it. Love the Chiefs big in this game. Oh, I can. Oh, oh, I've got lots of, I've got lots of no, lots of quarterback uh, choices there. Kyler Murray is is my guy. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah, Kyler Murray right. and Winston. Yeah. Oh, so much Winston and Murray this week. Oh, you trust <laughs> Winston? Like God bless you. I, I don't yeah, trust I Winston. I I just distrust the Jaguars. <laughs> okay, that's fair. A uh, good point. Twenty second ranked defense, ladies and gentlemen, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Doug Marone's going to be on that unemployment line on uh, January first. I guarantee it. Uh, what do you think of the the fifty one and a half? Uh, where you're at with that one uh Mahomes over bombs ahoy oh. whether Tyreek Hill plays or not Travis Kelsey's gonna have a monster game Sammy Watkins may even rise from the dead a big over for me all right so basically you're saying that the Chiefs are gonna go well well over 30 in this one right oh I think so yeah absolutely okay. I got 35 points right. for sure at home yeah. they might have to to get to that number all yeah right. sure I yeah. actually I'll tell you what I actually like the the Chiefs but I like the under in this one because okay. I just don't know if the Raiders can keep up I just don't know if that's their strong suit here. And I think Kansas City, Kansas City realizes that this is their playoff run here. They need to win this game because if they lose this game and go next week to New England, forget it. <laughs> that ain't happening. That's uh, true. Eagles at Dolphins. Uh, Eagles are nine and a half point favorites. If ever a team needed to face the Dolphins, it's the Eagles. The Eagles need the Dolphins in the worst way possible. I said it on the DFS show. I'm going to say it again here. They just do. So Mike Randall, nine and a half points. Can the Eagles be dominant because they really haven't been dominant all year at all in any aspect can they be dominant against the dolphins the lowly lowly dolphins with no running game and no anything else to speak of can they do it with just Ertz and goddard and uh i guess jay ajayi and miles sanders i guess that's where we're at now not for that line i don't think so this offense has struggled the defense is just okay I don't like betting against Fitzmagic at home. I mean, gosh, Devontae Parker has f finally been relevant. Good for him. 
I mean, this is a team, you know, their last two home games, they had the Jets at home. They beat them 26-18. Now they had Buffalo. But Buffalo got hot. John Brown flying down the sideline. Josh Allen ran a couple in. The Eagles don't have that type of personnel. They're still trying to figure out their running game. I just think the number's too high. I don't like giving a lot of points to home teams in the NFL. I don't care how bad they are. Are the Eagles going to win? Yeah. Uh, the Dolphins going to cover? I think so. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you. I, this is if I feel as good about the Chiefs <laughs> as I do about the Dolphins here. And it's like, I just feel like the nine and a half there, I feel pretty confident the Dolphins can find a way to kind of eke back into this because the Eagles just, I don't know, man. They just, they're just not right. And I don't think I get right all year. The 44 and a half, that's another number I, I run away from. I don't have a beat on this one at all. Do you? <laughs> Dolphins, Eagles over under? No, thank you. all right here we go this is it and this number is continuing to change and fluctuate the ravens at home against the 49ers five and a half point favorites are the ravens so i actually believe that the ravens are going to win this football game and it's going to be a decisive victory i really do i just think that the 49ers struggled twice this year or really three times against quarterbacks like kyler murray and quarterbacks like Russell Wilson that are able to move around the pocket and elude a pass rush. And when they can, and then make plays and create, go from negative yardage to positive yardage off of those kind of situations. I think it really sets back a team like the 49ers. And then you're asking Jimmy Garoppolo on the road to make a whole lot of plays, not turn the football over. Devin Coleman has been unimpressive. Breed is banged up. They're down to the, like, you know, the most group of running backs. I think the Ravens are going to go out there and actually put a hurting on the 49ers. I know this might be an unpopular idea, although the line suggests maybe it is more popular than I realize. So five and a half. I take the Ravens here in this one. What do you take? You are correct. And that is a brilliant analysis. I agree with everything you said. Why is social media treating this game like it's in San Francisco? Oh, uh, let me tell you, it's going to be, I'm benching Lamar Jackson against the Niners. Folks, yeah, what? it's, it's what? home. Baltimore's home. These are the last road games that the Niners have played this year. Keep this in mind. Ever since the big win over the Rams, who, by the way, clearly aren't what we thought they were, okay, they won 9 nothing in the slop at Washington. I'm not going to call that a great road win. After that, they almost lose at Arizona for all the reasons you just said with Kyler mm-hmm. Murray running around. They have then played at home against Seattle, lost running quarterback, at home against Arizona, very close. Again, the score doesn't tell you the whole story because they ran back the touchdown at the end. That was, in essence, 30-26. to 26. And then Green Bay at home. So they haven't been on the road in a while. No one's stopping Lamar Jackson. Ingram's playing well. And the Ravens' defense is a trustworthy unit. They have a great secondary. So the Niners are going to have to pound the ball. They're banged up. Is Breida going to play? Jimmy G thrown off his back foot. Interceptions, totally great. Ravens, big. I like the Ravens. They're not at San Francisco. They are home. Totally agree with you. Yeah, I just uh, I don't see it. I really don't. And uh, this is not a knock on the 49ers. They're a very good football team, but they're on the road. Baltimore's defense played very well. That's the equation that nobody's talking about. All they're talking about is Lamar Jackson, and all they're talking about is the San Francisco 49ers defense. Nobody's talking about the Ravens defense. And ever since Marcus Peters showed up, they've been much better. He's allowed them to get more aggressive in the front. He's allowed them to uh, get some sacks in there. And all of a sudden, this Ravens defense, let me look at them last uh, this past week against the Rams. <laughs> that was a uh, was not a pretty showing from a team that's got a lot of offensive pieces, a lot more offensive pieces than I would argue the 49ers have. So, yeah, Joe, uh, saying, that, Joe yeah, saying San Francisco is going to be 10 and two after this week is not an insult. And that's what I don't no, get. It's a like crazy the problem, I mean, though. If Seattle goes to 10 and two this week, 
All of a sudden, they got one more game. Is it week 16 or 17 they play? I can't remember. But that's going to be a hell of a show because one of those teams is going to have home field advantage throughout, and they're going to be playing everybody. That's going to be fun. Very true. Absolutely. And then they might meet each other a third time (laughs) in the playoffs. That could be fantastic. But this is a problem, and this is where – if you're the 49er fan, you're really excited about it and you got to put your fandom away because as good as they've been, you got to realize, okay, they're still a little inexperienced in this kind of scenario where we get into November, December football. Great call. By, great call, by the way, week 17, San Francisco 17. and Seattle. That's mm-hmm. it. Yep. Yeah. Get on that one. Oh man. I'm rooting for the 49ers loss, the Seattle win. So I get an extra playoff game on the 17 week. <laughs> That's what I want. That's going to be a hot game. Is that a four o'clock game or is that going to be a Sunday night football game? Uh, I'm not sure. I just have it here. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. let they them should flex please, it. Yep. Yep. Please, please let them flex that to Sunday night football. Oh, that would be so amazing because it's a West Coast game anyway. Might as well flex it. Let's do it. Absolutely. Flex it up. All right. Uh, numbers 46 and a half. Any feelings on this one? Uh, with Lamar, the way he's going right now, I'm going to always go the over. I'll lean the over. He's just putting up so many points. I think he's 28 points, no problem. So, I mean, do I think that the Niners will put a couple touchdowns in? Sure. So it's right there. I'll lean over. All right. Buccaneers travel to Jacksonville. Jacksonville is one and a half point favorites at home. And I'm telling you, all this line's telling you is they're really not. <laughs> like, they're just not a favorite in this game. Give me Tampa. I'm sorry. Give me Tampa. They cannot stop. Evans and Godwin both they just can't I'll take the over in this one too at 48 and a half because Foles is going to throw the football a ton to Shark and Westbrook and everybody else but I just think this is this is your high total of the day folks 50 48 and a half is the number I'm taking the over I'm taking the Bucks, and I feel pretty good about this one I really do I just I feel like the Bucks are playing a little bit better overall and the Jaguars just they just they stink I'm, I'm just gonna there you go they stink like there's nothing left to say the play is the over. Completely agree with you. I've been like losing sleep over whether I'm going DJ Chark and then putting some other people in DFS or DD Westbrook. They've gone three wide receiver, four wide receiver sets when needed. Leonard Fournette can catch the ball in the backfield. Again, Tampa Bay stops the run, but they're terrible against the pass. The play is the over, 100%. Now, interestingly, the line opened up Jacksonville minus four and a half, and it's now gone down to Jacksonville minus one, run and half right around there. I'm going to take Tampa Bay for all the reasons you said. I do think Foles is a good play. I think Foles, I think they're going to put points up. So the thing I'm most confident about is the over. Agree with everything. All right, Tennessee uh, going on the road against Indianapolis here. Indianapolis is favored by two and a half. I just feel like we're in Derrick Henry season. That's where we are right now. And I don't think the Colts have an answer for that. I really don't. And I think this is going to be an ugly game. And I think Tennessee is going to find a way to win. Now, the question is the margin of victory. That's where I'm a little tricky. And the fact that the Colts can't kick any field goals anymore, that troubles me. It leans me to take the underdog Titans in this game. Uh, The 43 and a half, you can have that. I want nothing to do with it. But if I'm going to pick here, I'm going to take the Titans to win this game. That's where I'm going. How about you, Mike? I agree. And of course, this week you go first in our upset specials at the end of the, at the end of this. So <laughs> this one could be up in the air. I, I'm well, with you. On de- spoiler alert. I think this might be mine. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Henry's season. Listen, Frank Reich's done an excellent job given what he's working with. T.Y. Hilton, is he right? I'm still not sure. No Eric Ebron, all those things. I'm going to go with Derek Henry. Titans defense is pretty good. I'll take the road favorite. I'll take the road team here with the points over under and running away from. Carolina Panthers, another big nine and a half here against the Redskins. They're at home. Yes. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. And yes, the Carolina Panthers will smoke the Redskins. I'm sorry. I hope you got your selfies in when you did, Dwayne Haskins, because I don't think it's going to be good for you uh, against the Panthers. Not on the road, not Dwayne Haskins, not the Redskins. No, not doing it. 
Uh, am I missing something here? Do you think the Redskins are better than I do? Because I don't. No, I don't. And Dwayne okay. Haskins taking selfies, celebrating a big win. That's fantastic. <laughs> He's going to be picked three times. Your biggest debate in this game is do you play DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey in DFS? Yes. They're going to score a ton of points. Totally agree. Yes. Get right game, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I'm not taking Dwayne Haskins on the road. I don't care if it's 10, 14, doesn't matter. I don't feel good about the 39 and a half because I just don't know how many points Washington can put up. <clears throat> so I just don't. I would lean towards the over. Just, you know, like if they're even if the Redskins get 13, I think they can get the over here because I just oh, think Carolina's yeah. gonna smoke them. So I'll take the over and maybe guys will do some things against that run defense of the Panthers. Maybe. It may be okay. I'll take the over because I think Carolina scores big, big, like 24 plus big. All right. Here's another one I got feelings about. It's the Rams on the road against the Cardinals. How in the world are the Rams the favorite on the road against the Cardinals? I know the Cardinals aren't very good, but neither are the Rams. I am sorry. Three-point favorites? Nope, not doing it. Give me the Cardinals in this one. I even think the Cardinals have a real good shot to win this football game. That's where I'm at right now. And not because the Cardinals are any good, but because the Rams, I think, have, I I don't know, I think they're punch drunk. I think they're done. I just think they're absolutely obliterated, short week, travel, the whole deal. Uh Uh-uh, not feeling it. So do you think the Rams can rejuvenate themselves here in Arizona, or do you think they continue to just fall and spiral out of control? No, I'm with you. Spoiler alert. This is a great game as well. They play now. They play again in week 17 at LA. Kyler Murray, the offense has been humming. I actually like the Arizona defense also here to make some plays and put some pressure on the, on uh, Jared Goff there because everyone is. Uh, ironically, 56% of the money is going on the Rams. So for some reason, Joe, I guess we're in the minority here, but I really like the Cardinals in this getting the points to win outright. Yep. Uh, how do you feel about the 47 and a half though? Because I'm a little sketch on that one. I'll go over. I I, I know it's <laughs> these are two divisional teams, but they haven't played yet. They haven't seen right. each other yet. So, I mean, the second time around is when the game gets a little tight. I'm believing in Kyler Murray in that offense. I know Ramsey may shut down Christian Kirk, but there's a lot of other options there. Um, You know, some sort of three-headed, two-headed monster in the backfield. We'll see what happens. But I believe in Kyler. I'll take the over. I feel like this next one's very trappy. Chargers two and a half on the road in Denver. Drew Locke playing quarterback for the first time. I don't know. I kind of feel like if, if Lindsay and Freeman can have a good game here against the chargers, then we can ride the whole Philip rivers decline narrative. And this could be a huge shocking win here for the Denver Broncos. What do you think about that? It's possible. Uh, remember Lindsay was declared two weeks ago as the, the guy who's going to get the majority of the touches in the offense. And of course they had game scripts that didn't work out, but he did get 61, 62% of the touches last week. I know it's true lock, but is, is Brandon Allen that much better? The thing I'm concerned mm-hmm. about is the Chargers do get back Derwin James this week. Um, but I, I think, you know, Eckler, you know, that Chris Harris is going to shut down Keenan Allen. He always does. So is Mike Williams going to be an issue? Hunter Henry. I agree. It's a very frisky spot. Fangio's defense has played well. They actually played pretty decently last week as well. So I agree. I'll take the points here with Denver, with Denver, with the interdivisional favorite on the road. Absolutely. 38 and a half. You want to go under here? It's tricky. 81% of the money, 60% of the bets are on the under and the total has risen from 38 to where it is now. I'm going to take the over just because of that reason. I'm going to fade the public on this one for some, I'm just going against what most people think. That's all. All right. This one was at three. Now it's at three and a half for the Patriots going uh, against the Texans. I would lock this in now (laughs) if you can. Because I think as time goes on, we get closer to this one, more and more people will uh, go like, yeah, well, in what universe? Look, here's the thing. How many times is Deshaun Watson going to get sacked in this game? I'm going to say more than five. So if that's the case, Texans are not winning this football game. 
Are you telling me that that offensive line of the Texans is going to stop what the Patriots defense has been doing? The way they throw blitz schemes at you and change guys in and out and do all kinds of different looks and bring up guys? No way. No way. Bill Belichick is going to totally outclass Bill O'Brien this game. I know the Patriots offense isn't thrilling, but they're going to be thrilling enough to win this football game on the road. So give me the Patriots in the three and a half. I think it's all right. The only way that you beat the Patriots is if you can get pressure with four. That that's the schematic. Last week, Al actually Dallas was okay with that. It wasn't great, but was okay. You have to get pressure with four guys. If you cannot do that, you can't win. They don't have JJ Watt. No. I'm just not buying. Clowney's the gone. No, Clowney's. I'm not buying the Texans can do that. I mean, I think they're playing inspired first half, and the Patriots win by double digits. I, this is an easy one. I agree. Forty-four and a half is not easy for me. I don't know what the score is going to be here. This one kind of smells a little like. Is like right on the board. It's like 23 17 kind of a feel. And that's, I don't know, that would be the under. So I, I don't know. I just, eh, I can't get there. I like the Patriots though to win this one. I just, I, I feel like they will score on defense and that will be the difference of this game. And that's where you're going to get them to win by the three and a half. You know, it reminds me of the Eagles game. One of the Patriots here by three in that Eagles game as well. It's just they were coming off yeah. a bye, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the Patriots. I probably would go with the under. You know, they're going to take DeAndre Hopkins away. So, yeah, I'll take the right. under because you're going to have a, a – And there's a no lead. one else there they're going to beat him with once Hopkins is gone. Right. Like, you know, I don't Gilmore know. on Hopkins, forget it. I mean, he could on. put he could put Gilmore and Fuller and double Hopkins. He does that from time to time. I, I just think he's going to put Gilmore and Hopkins. He's going to eliminate him like he did Amari Cooper last week. And, listen, the Patriots will get pressure. The Patriots offense is struggling a little bit, so for that reason I would lean the under. But, yeah, this is a Patriots win for sure. All right, last but not least, the Monday night football game, Minnesota Vikings at Seahawks. If Thielen's in this game, this is interesting. Uh, we don't have enough data on this yet because we're doing everything early for the holiday this week. But Vikings are three and a half. I'm sorry, just three point uh, underdogs on the road here. You know, the Vikings have shown up in some games where people didn't think they would. <clears throat> Seattle at home has not been the advantage it's been in recent years. But the question is, what are you doing with the run game? Penny, Chris Carson can either be effective against the Vikings, who played very well against uh the rush of late. So what's your feeling on this one? Cause I got, I got no, I just want to watch this game and I do not feel good about putting money on either side of this one. Personally, a strong feeling on the Vikings taking the points. I don't think Seattle has beaten many good teams. I think Russell Wilson has been magical. He's an MVP candidate. I'd vote for Jackson, but he's certainly right there. But their offense hasn't been fantastic. Lockett is not right. When you go to the hospital, that means that's a serious injury. Okay, It's like these people in the preseason argued with me when someone's wearing a boot. Oh, it doesn't mean anything. It's precautionary. Yeah, ask Cam Newton how that boot went. Ask A.J. Green how that boot went. When you go to the hospital, Joe, for an injury, it's serious. So I don't know if Tyler Lockett's right. D.K. Metcalf's dropping balls. Jacob Hollister, no thank you. The backfield's in disarray. The Vikings has shown up. Zimmer's a good coach. And I'll take the three. I'll take the hook here. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Vikings in the points. All right. And uh, 49 and a half, any feelings on that? Uh, I'm going to lean under. I mean, I you know, I don't trust Kirk Cousins on the road to put up a lot of points. I know he did in Dallas. It's still Dalvin Cook. But, no, I, I like the Vikings defense here to pressure Wilson and keep it low in a, in a close, tight game here between opponents in the conference. All right. Upset special time here on the program. Mike Randall nailed it last week, so uh, he's carrying the torch for us, so i got to bounce back a little bit. So I'll tell you what. I'm going to go first this week, and I am going to take the Arizona Cardinals and the plus three. Okay, enough with the Rams. Jared Goff on the road is not very good. Boy, wonder Sean McVay seems like he is just reeling right now. And short week, travel, first time they've had to play the Cardinals. I think Kyler Murray is going to give them all kinds of trouble. I really do. They're energetic. They're going to get up for this game. 
The Rams, I think, are starting to eat themselves alive. So give me the Cardinals at the plus three upset special. Mike Randall, where are you going this week? Uh, it's a good one. That was why I thought I'm going to take the other one. So I'll take the eh, one I thought I opened, you were going with. I opened it up for you. See what I did? It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm thankful for you as my co-host. So I want to give you, you know, I want to give you more options. Well, I'm thankful for the incredible Hulk at running back, Derek Henry. I know the Colts have have done a nice job this year, but they're a little banged up across the board. The Titans' defense is playing well. They want to make the playoffs here. This is a battle of two six and five teams, and the biggest weapon right now is Derek Henry. By the way, since Ryan Tannehill has started at quarterback in fantasy, he's the QB3 in fantasy. He's playing well. A.J. Brown, Derek Henry, really good defense. Clock struck 12 on Jacoby Brissett. No Marlon Mack. I will take the Titans as the upset to win outright here. Derrick Henry in December. Book it. All right. There you have it. We hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. On behalf of everyone here at the Line Star app, make sure you are downloading that Line Star app and upgrade to that premium package. And I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. We use it all the time in the DFS and all this wagering talk, all these stats. This is where we're getting all this great information that we're communicating, and that is just scratching the surface. In the meantime, you can follow us on the Twitter machine at JoePizzaPS17, at RandallRant, at LineStarNFL, and, of course, at LineStarApp. Have a great Thanksgiving. Eat your face off. And uh, please, please save us just one piece of pie. And there's nothing left to do now in the pre-snap except leave the huddle and set down with... You've been listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast Weekly Wagering Show, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, drop a rating, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from wagering experts Joe Pizapia and Mike Randall.